Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 375. 25 away from that number 400. Yes, we'll have to do something special? Question mark? Because I don't actually know. And we can what say, and we well, and we can also say we're gonna do a ton of shit and then not actually do it, which is usually what happens. <laughs> so, so you just jinxed it, where we would normally have said we're not gonna do anything, and then it would have been a huge extravaganza. No, that's not true. <clears throat> wow, that's an opposite. Okay, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. Hold on, we can write, write this down. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we're talking about a show that's gonna happen twenty-five episodes away yeah. instead of this one. I'll bring which... cake. We could all die before then. I'll bring cake. Okay. We'll do live. We'll do live. We'll do it live. Live cake. We'll, we'll do it live, damn it. <laughs> what does it mean to play us out? Um, so this episode talked about a book that everyone needs to pick up, the Valiant uh, Handbook, Valiant Uni- Universe Handbook, 2019 edition. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I covered a Wolverine book, a little bit different than the normal Wolverine book. I picked up an action comic, action comics, because I wanted to figure out this Leviathan thing, and I'm still not there yet. <sighs> maybe maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> they got me hooked. <laughs> um, we talked again about Avengers and Womp Womp. I'm not beating Avatar at the box office. Yeah. And we got into some hypotheticals of some DC Universe stuff. Some and hyperboils. Some yeah. hyperboils. Fuck <laughs> 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 So if you want to find out what that's about, mm-hmm. grab a drink and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 375, BYOC to DOC. summer yeah finally finally it's 90 degrees outside it's weird because i've been seeing how europe's been having like these extreme hot oh temperatures and they're like just dying over there 15 degrees somewhere in france this week. yeah here in michigan it's been rain 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 70 degrees that's not too bad i mean no i've been no, granted i've enjoyed the the more cooler side of it just doesn't want me to go jump into a pool or yeah. the lake. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday, I felt like definitely doing that, especially because I was doing yard work and by yard work he means r- roof work. Oh and yeah. By yeah. roof work, <laughs> getting shit out. I well, I still started trimming my bushes. <laughs> they needed it. <laughs> it took him hairs out better. Than yeah. <laughs> what seven months later? Yeah, <laughs> into, seven months into the year, and you're finally trimming the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'm finally getting to that probably ages ago I should have done. How many trees did you find in your gutters? Oh, a bunch. Yeah. Like, they were just kind of growing. Nice. From the leaves and, like, the the pine needles that would then turn into, like, a, a mush. Yeah. With then the little helicopter things. That it just... smells great, too. Oh, my God. I mean, this I started gagged. as, like, a euphemism, and now that's all my brain can think about this conversation <laughs> is being, and I'm super grossed out right now. Yeah. <laughs> It smelled funny. <laughs> yeah, I almost gagged. Pine <laughs> almost got it in my in mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I used a leaf blower and I almost really did have it blow back into my. Oh, it, was, it was quite disgusting. <laughs> uh, enough about me. What about you, Linz? What about me? So, did you have a good birthday? I did. 
I did. I mean, you know, just chilled. It was chilled. It was a 30, a respectable 38-year-old Oh, I thought birthday. you were going to say 30th. <laughs> <laughs> sure, lie. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. 38. I'm fine. I'm fine with my age. I like it. 38 is better than 28. Let me just say that. Mm. <laughs> I could agree. Yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you get there <laughs> in yeah, 10 yeah. years. <laughs> Eight. I'll be 31 <laughs> next month. Charles, how was your week? Just fine. Uh, I'm trying to deal with the heat myself. Had a water balloon fight last night. That was Ooh, a water balloon fight. Water balloon fight. I haven't had a water balloon fight in ages, but that that's sounds... surprising to me. As an adult, as as an adult child, that you haven't had a oh. water balloon fight. <laughs> as an adult, that we <laughs> that's had, kind of yeah. We had to make it more interesting, so we had a water balloon and Roman candle fight. Oh snap! So. Yeah, you're throwing and, and you're also you're wanding, it looks like, you know. And it's pretty crazy. <laughs> now is the time to get into water balloon fights because they have those pre-made. You just plug into your hose and you get like 50 water balloons. You don't have to tie them. They just pop off sealed. You're good to go. <laughs> we had to tie them. And, you know, it takes three hours yeah. to prep for a 20-minute water balloon fight. Kids just have it too easy these Ugh, days. The worst. <laughs> but Roman Candle, that's a classic. It was it was scary. Any burns? <laughs> no. Oh, nice. A successful day. <laughs> but you had water balloons in case of burns. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! Well, here I got you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it hit all, me in the face. <laughs> this all training for the Wizarding World Fourth of July, Quidditch games or something. Oh yes, <laughs> that's fun. But you or have to yell a spell shit. name, and throw it at somebody. So get real nerdy. Although I just kind of made that up, we could totally make that happen with our friend group next week. Yep. I'll enjoy 4th of July the right way, blowing up pieces of land. As Harry Potter. Yes. As, as, Harry, Harry, Potter. as Harry Potter would have wished. Well, as he's, as he's English, too, <laughs> coming back to blow up America. Oh, Zarland. No. Anthony, did you do anything fun this week? Oh, geez. Not really. I think I worked from home like three out of four days um, that I actually worked. And then the one day I just didn't work at all. No. So I spent a lot of time at home cleaning my room. I got rid of like 80% of the clothes that I own. So I'm down pretty minimal. So you might see me wearing the same shirt pretty pretty often. Just wash it every once in a while. That's all. The reality is that I actually wore that same shirt all the time anyways. (laughs) I mean, I got rid of shirts that I don't wear. It was funny. Uh, I just saw some online about how, yeah, I can wear the same shirt five days in a row. But going on vacation... I need to pack as many clothes as possible yeah, yeah. just in case. Like, Six mm-hmm. dresses just in case, you know, someone steals the other five for whatever reason. Yeah. I love that you're packing dresses. Hey, man. <laughs> and heat like this. Dresses are <laughs> On my super way to comfortable. France. We were talking about this. I'm oh, going to yeah, bring the kilt back. Yeah, we're going to get kilts. Yeah. The but real you, way. Aren't you guys worried about, like, your balls sticking to the inside of your thigh? Eh. <laughs> A little powder, just poof, poof, you're good to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how balls work because I don't have any, so I know how they work. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would definitely want to keep some talcum powder on hand just in case. Okay, enough about this stuff. Uh, Let's get into some book reviews. Okay, Charles, start us off. Okay, I read uh, Action Comics uh, number one thousand and twelve, and I was hoping to learn a little bit about Leviathan. And I'm not disappointed, but yet, you know how it goes. Like, 
the more you learn, the more questions come up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this this figure at the end of the uh, comic, I'm just going to skip right ahead to it, because a lot of it is just a bunch of bullshit, like, to me. Because it's a, it's a, there's a, these conversations that go on that um, people are talking about uh, a scenario that happened, and then in that scenario, they're talking about another scenario that happened. So it's like Inception... So do you want to read this from the end? Is that the better way to read this? <laughs> Probably just <laughs> skip through. <laughs> so this like this figure shows up at the very end and says, "We are Leviathan," and the whole time they're talking about a um, a sort of mafia, an underground mafia that's like been running the city. When uh, criminals arise, like in in a certain in a certain way, like so many villains mm-hmm. show up, and so this lady is talking about how basically there must be some kind of mafia behind everything, and then. Shows up Leviathan, or one of them. I don't really understand how that works. Like a Legion situation, mm-hmm. maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What do you give out of 1 to 10? Oh, I don't even know. I, <laughs> it, it, I can't. There's no conclusion. Is it so lacking so, in answers you can't even right, grade it? Right. Yeah, yeah. There was one really fun moment, though, like when I realized uh, when um, Lois Lane is in the uh, Fortress of Solitude and talking about how <laughs> there's bad Wi Fi there. <laughs> <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> yeah, like South Pole. What, North Pole? South Pole problems? South Pole, I think it is. Where's like, the Fortress? Fortress Altitude. Hi. Yes. Welcome. Antarctica. <laughs> South, yeah. <laughs> I believe. Yes. Somewhere where there's a lot of ice and shit. Interesting. Yeah, that area there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, too. I was talking to a friend this week earlier about the South Pole and the fact that it's the only place you're not allowed to stake claim. It's kind of agreed upon by all nations that you're not allowed to stake claim on Antarctica. And then you can get into the whole, well, that's actually where Atlantis is or, you know, aliens are there mm-hmm. and the governments all know and that's what, blah, but, you know, whatever. I thought, is that the one that actually has no land? It's basically just all ice? It's, yeah, basically pure ice. Yeah. yeah. There's no really land. Ice and some stick. dirt yeah. mixed into it, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Global warming will take care of that. We'll <laughs> we don't have to deal with these damn ice ice worlds anymore. That's why nobody wants to um, nobody, claim nobody it. wants to claim it, but nobody will claim it because it's just going to disappear. Yeah, we claimed it, but our yeah. land shrinks every year. So here's the thing, and this is why I was confused because yes, it has been both in the Arctic and the <laughs> Antarctic, as well as in the Andes Mountains, as well as the Amazon rainforest. Kind of switches with who's writing it, so that's okay. That sounds fine as long as there's like solitude around it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not too loud. It can't be I, someone like the Andes Mountains. I guess if it's high enough in the mountains, I'm just imagining like goats, like bleeding, like going out, and there's other animals. Like if it's in a forest, I can see birds. them climate because it's like yeah. so like crystalline. Like yeah, that wouldn't. I wouldn't super, feel solitude. Super goat. Yeah, I wouldn't feel like there was a lot of solitude there. <laughs> Somehow gets. Eats part of the the crystal and becomes <clears throat> Superman. Hey just, man, just sitting there chewing on its cape <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> we need a sound effect that we can hit the button and be like copyrighted. Like that way people <laughs> <laughs> DC can't turn around without paying us first. So we're we still have no idea what Leviathan is. Well, a, a collection of uh, a collection of bad guys that. Run the bad guys. Yeah. This, is the, this is what I'm getting out of this. Legion, Legion of Doom. But it's like unknown Court of bad Owls. guys. Yeah, the Red Hood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was introduced <laughs> to a character that I didn't know before. There's like a split personality, Thorn. 
Uh, it, I don't know what she does, but she just hmm. she's badass and beats up people. Oh. I don't know who so that is. Thorn's the bad personality, and Rose is the good one. I think oh. I think that was interesting. Kind hmm. of That's cool names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and well, in the panels, like you know, there's like vegetation. They meet up in a garden to talk about stuff, and which is so it's kind of cheesy. But yeah. uh, <laughs> in the panel, there's like you know vegetation all over and stuff. And it's kind of pleasant to watch. And then when she when she turns from you know innocent rose into thorn, her hair gets all messed up for some weird reason. I wonder if she's in uh, like. It reminds me of, like when dogs um, get spooked. Oh yeah, that and the hair on the back. Yeah. Sort you know of how they all end up with pinions. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow she sired a, a sidekick villain, mm. Ivy. She sounds like somebody who would hang out with Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might fall in love at once. They might. And then they'd fall out of love and hate each other. And of course. Classic. It's tough to date Ivy. I think She's that you're fickle. Right. Yeah. Like the plants that she cares for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Done? Yeah. yeah Done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much more to this except for the last last moment it just leads to more questions oh. it is Brian Michael Bendis and as we've discussed prior, <coughs> mm-hmm. he just kind of does his own thing you gotta be careful <laughs> though on those because there's <laughs> a critical <laughs> there's a critical mass of questions yeah and <clears throat> most <clears throat> writers throw the book <laughs> yeah most re- writers will cheat and then cover up that lack of answers and be like oh and then all it's never worked because fans are like uh my list of questions is on the wall, right. and you've only marked off half of them. Sure. Where's the rest of my, my answers? My answer to your questions is that there is no answer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> my therapist will hear about this. <laughs> is that a direct quote from George Lucas? <laughs> I think it's like the very first sentence in his book. Yeah. <laughs> How to make Star Wars movies. <laughs> more. It, you have to end it with more questions than answers, yeah. and then you know you've got a, a recipe worth uh all right this week i read wolverine exit wounds which tony did not read because he thought it was a new wolverine arc well i'm just not i'm done with wolverine at this point for now yeah i the his return was so dragged on and stupid that i yeah i looked at this as another one of those so this is a book with three stories in it written and drawn by various writers and artists um non uh not related to any current stories can take place at any (laughs) point in time does not have to tie into any actual history of wolverine although some of them do and some of them kind of make up their own thing the first one was called Red in Tooth and Claw, and it was written by Larry Hama, and the art was done by Scott Eaton. And this was the origin of Wolverine. Uh, we needed that? Well, the thing I thought that was super interesting about this take on it, because it was while he was in the facility being turned into Weapon X, and it showed the whole process of them implanting memories into him and discussing how he's not going to be able to tell the difference between his actual memories and his implanted memories and how they're controlling him and testing him against animals and stuff like that and uh, the it kind of culminates in like them creating his berserker rage um, which is very important to Wolverine as a character and uh, showing like the, the one of the biggest turning points in his Wolverine's life 
and that he didn't know whether it was real or not for a long time was when um, his what was her name the in Canada the woman that he was with when she gets killed by Sabretooth hmm. Silver Fox yes and in this comic um, they imply that Sabretooth was trying to do more than just kill her Trying to and rape her? she kept saying no and that's why he ended up killing her which Wolverine's remembering this while they're like testing him against bears and wolves and stuff and all he can see is Sabretooth like taunting him like she just kept saying no I there's nothing else I could do she just kept saying no she just kept saying no and like him fucking just going crazy berserker rage on the bear and cutting its head off and stuff and at the very end, the people who were working on it were like, I don't know if this was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where the story ends. And I'm like, oh, well, you're right. It wasn't a good idea. Because we all know what's going to happen next, but they don't. So it was kind of fun to see these people kind of struggle with what they were making. He's going to start a school for all the children <laughs> and show them. <laughs> First, he's going to kill a lot of people, uh, which I like because he's the. this was the non- neutered version of Wolverine mm. and he's he's definitely been toned down over the years mm-hmm. um, the second one was called Aftermath and it was by Chris Claremont who I love because he made Jean into the Jean that I love today um, and this was this took place in China Japan, China whatever, one of those countries <laughs> Japina I was going to say, you know they're different, right? <laughs> I know, I know I can never remember which one it was that he I if think he has tried it or not but Japan you know, whatever. Um, but him visiting this woman <laughs> because she's having problems with like local gang leaders trying to take over her her ramen shop Classic. like, you know strong arming her to give away her mother's recipe so mm-hmm. that they can own the ramen shop like Sounds like she should just go to the bank with this information. Be like, give me a loan. We're gonna we're gonna spread our restaurant. Um, and it's so you know him going to help her, and you're thinking, why the fuck is this dude coming all the way over from America to help? I mean, he is tied to Japan in a lot of ways, and and you find out later that this is his uh, like great great granddaughter. Because in this version of it, he was married to her great-great-grandmother at some point in time, had a child who had a child. You know how children work. Um, yeah, the shark brings them down <laughs> hey, to the chimney. Child labor? After a bird that he meets. So it was just... And, and when the people who were, like, trying to strong-arm his, basically his great-granddaughter... Um, figured out not necessarily who he was but what family kind of they were fucking with they all scared so he even though he has been dead in their eyes for like decades the idea of his family still scares the hell out of everyone locally um and it's funny because he's got uh yuriko is that her name with him and kitty for some reason god knows why drags her everywhere with him. <laughs> um, he hadn't met Jubilee yet. She'll <laughs> follow him around all over. <laughs> she, uh, it's a pack thing. He has to have like a lost puppy following him <laughs> wherever he goes. It's kind of what it seemed like. I mean, she was literally completely useless to the storyline. She did not need to be here at all other than being like, oh, Logan, this young child looks has your eyes. And I looked at the picture and I'm like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't look like him at all um, But you know To then later be like Oh here's these pictures of 
Wolverine with all of these generations of the family. Oh, wait, Wolverine's part of, like, she was kind of the narrator for the oh, readers on how, because right. we couldn't figure it out. That's what she was For doing. ourselves, yeah, to be the discoverer of this, whatever, storyline. Um, not as good as the first one, but I love Chris Claremont, so, you know, I'll give him whatever he does. Did we find out the secret recipe? No. The ramen? No. Yes. No secret recipe. It's probably love. It's going to be like, no. oh, you have to put love in the... Mafia is just incapable of love, so... Yeah, we should go over there and maybe <laughs> yeah, talk to her. Yeah, we find out, yeah. yeah. There is this whole scene where Wolverine is making ramen and, like, using his... His... Night... Na- his sword... Or... Claws. claws. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. His, uh, my, ma- my stupidity, like, totally... <laughs> it came to me, too. <laughs> his metal finger bony things. Uh... You guys should do charades. <laughs> 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 uh, using that to cut vegetables and stuff and like there's this whole two page spread of him just cooking and talking about cooking and recipes and I'm like this is boring but <laughs> that just seems messy to me using yeah. the claws for something like right, that then you retract him in I your mean, body I get you he's not going to worry first. about infection and well, stuff like that yeah. right. and even on going back in that's just food gunk yeah. all right there that's no that's no yeah. bueno sounds pretty gross ugh um, anyway, the last one was called Logan, and it was written and drawn by Sam Keith, who is the guy who does the Max. And if you know the Max, and then you turn to this comic and you didn't look to see who wrote it or drew it first, you would totally know because it's one hundred percent Wolverine over like the what you would expect the Max to look like, like same body forms and stuff like that. Plus. It had venom in it, which I think is kind of a go-to if you're if you're Sam Keith and you can do a DC or a Marvel villain. Uh, why not do Venom? Because he's very close to the same look. But there was no real story here. It was just Logan versus Venom. It was just a fight. That's all there was to it. Just a fight between Maybe the that's two. That's what we need. Yeah. In comics. We just. Just, just a fight. All, all the unanswered <laughs> questions. Like her, well, her review of yeah. these three stories. We just like, need a little bit. <laughs> no, it's. Just, I mean, it was good. The fight was good. The art was good. You know, is it, was, it wasn't. None of these stories are written to give you any more information. They're just basically here's this person's take on. Wolverine. But do I have more questions afterwards? You shouldn't. Oh, I God. thought these all ended with no more questions than. The zero that I started with. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's a zero sum game. Zero yeah. sum. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, you know, every once in a while I like to read a book where I read it and then I'm like, oh, I'm done now. And that was totally what this book was. And, you know, I like to see, I like it when the you take a character and you could just get a bunch of people's different takes on it. Because then you can see the different ways things can go mm-hmm. without having to read eight comic books a week. Like it happens sometimes, especially with X Men characters. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to quick, briefly mention a book from last week that I want to make you all read, just to understand how amazing the world of Lucifer is. It's Lucifer number uh, issue number nine, which I would say is one of those filler episodes. It doesn't have to do with what's mainly going on, but it still does in a sense of. This is following Lucifer's son, Caliban, and uh, the way that it's presented and the story that unfolds with it is just straight up like how horror should be written and, and done. And I'm not 
one of the biggest horror um, readers. This uh, was about a guy who obviously was evil. He seemed to like to hunt humans. His wife is strangely missing. Um, and here comes Caliban who comes to this guy's door because the guy also has a demon locked up in his basement and Caliban wants to meet his father. So this is where the sets tone within the Lucifer series is a prequel. And what he comes out is that you need to eat the flesh of this demon in order to find out more about what he his answers and what he's needed. So in the course of the four-course meal, it was just riveting the things that he learned and the reasons why for the pieces that he ate of this demon. And that is the true horror and uh, what happens at the end, which I won't give away. But holy shit, I'm loving this iteration of Lucifer and everything. And I know, Lynn, you started reading some of these Sandman's universes. I did give up on the House of Whispers. That's what I'm telling you. You shouldn't have. Uh, you are wrong. 100%. <laughs> well, it was more of a time issue than anything. Because, you know, you get two behind, then all of a sudden you have three books you have to read to catch up. And then the next one comes out, and then you haven't read the other three, so then you have four books you yeah. have to read to well, catch up. Well, here's the thing, though, too. With those books, though, if you just picked... Even though they kind of interweave, they're their own thing. Uh, so I would definitely say The Dreaming and Lucifer. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. I tried reading Lucifer, and that was the one that confused me the most because the rest of them all kind of started, and Lucifer just seemed to keep going from what it was before. Once you get past that overall hump of of the first couple issues, I will say this: for being a long time with Lucifer and even knowing the the past stories, I was a bit confused too. But once it got to the resolution, okay. you realize why it was set up like that, and you kind of have a different appreciation of what the fuck's going on. Gotcha. Okay. So, that might be your holdup, and if it is, get over it, because... <laughs> All right. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> another great book that uh, did come out this week that 100% I feel that everyone needs to uh, just pick up and read. It is the Valiant uh, Universe Handbook, 2019 edition. It states on the front, it has over 311 characters within it. This is like about 70 pages worth of info. Now, even though it has that many characters, not everyone has full bios, but it goes pretty in detail of the Valiant Universe. Now, I haven't read Valiant books in a while, mm -hmm. and one of the great things while reading through this, and I, I didn't get to every entry, like there's just so much in here, it brought back some of the stories that I read because they reference, you know, good starting points, where this major event happened, uh, but following, you know, the people, like if you, let's say you wanted to read uh, uh, Archer and uh, Armstrong, well... This kind of gives you the background of who they are, all that's gone on before. Now you could start in on, on a story arc, in. and you'd kind of be able to not miss a beat as much as what was going on before. Yeah. Uh, also, this has some of the big events that happen within the Valiant universe. Now, one of the big things that I love about Valiant is it is its 
tries to be like Marvel and DC, but what they do is they keep their characters primarily in one book. You don't have 50 million Sp Peter Parker Spider-Man on Avengers or in one Spider-Man book and then another and this and that. They may sometimes have team-ups where you can kind of explain that as going on. So if Ninjak was, had his own series but then was on Unity, you can kind of see how that might happen on a weekend or whatever. But that's one of the things I love about this universe and these people uh, within it. Uh, Exo Man of War, most people have heard of him. Uh, the long history with the giant biomechanical suit. Everything is in here, and this really does justice to what this universe is. And what I love the most is at the end of this book, there is the timeline of how things have happened so that if you are curious as to um, when the events go on and everything, ah. kind of tells you what books happen where, when, why, and how. Definitely need to be picked up. Awesome. No questions from you guys about Valiant Universe? I know you two probably have not really ever heard of it, but... Uh, I actually was looking a little bit into one uh, earlier today. I think it was something Heroes. Because I just set up my accounts this morning during... Uh, oh, really? During porch sitting and watering my garden, I decided to pull the tablet out and then start setting up accounts. So I'll be uh, branching out from my general nerddom into more specific comics, yeah. hopefully. Valiant's pretty cool. Like Tony said, it's its own universe, which is amazing because it's hard for any other comic book company to do a world building yep. like the way Marvel and DC has. So the fact that they've built this entire giant world that is just self-contained is super cool. I like them because they have such a variety of comics and like heroes that even if you don't want to read anything else, you can probably find one, at least one, mm -hmm. that you could connect to. Yesterday, Tony and I were talking about My Hero Academia, um, and I've kept up with that. I mean, I read the manga for a little bit, and then just started watching the show. And the show was such a good ad adaptation, I was like, I'm just going to watch this show. It, it covers... Absolutely everything that the manga had and stuff, but that was the one thing that I felt really stuck out was their innovative char characters. I mean, we have, there's it's hard to think of new powers, mm -hmm. especially like you know a lot of them are like the organic world. So this one's this plant or this lava or things that just exist in the world. Coming up with clever and sometimes they're goofy, right? Um, yeah. A character that electrocutes enemies, but if he does it too much, he fries his own brain and turns mm. basically into an idiot until he can reset. But things like that. So it's just, <laughs> I like the idea of a universe where it's like, we're not just trying to copy the standard, right. you know, God from this existing mythology or God from this mythology. By the way, he's mortal. It's just he's really strong. You know, right. Something like that. So. My last book that I want to talk about, because holy shit, this was probably one of the best crossovers ever, Transformers and Ghostbusters, <laughs> Ghost of Cybertron Part 1. Now this is straight up legit a setup issue. We don't get to a lot of what it's about, but remember a couple weeks ago I talked about that uh, exclusive uh, Ecto-1, Ectotron Transformer that they yes. are going to make that looks like um, Ecto-1. So, he's in here, so this obviously has partly to do with that uh, toy. And 
it takes place at uh, you know on planet Cybertron where they've been fighting forever, and then the Autobots decide to to leave. But then someone comes and goes. The Traveler has come, and this wow. within the second page just had me riveted and and on board because you have a uh, oh wait this one is uh, Gozer the Traveler. I forget what the. There's the keymaster and the, the gatekeeper and the gatekeeper. Both those kind of dogs chill in there, so they are robots because yeah. they come to be looking kind of like what you are. And obviously, they're in Cybertron. And I just love that Megatron's like, "Who the hell are you?" Like, no. And I'm gonna kind of blow your your head up. And she goes, uh, "Oh, she does the same thing like she did to the Ghostbusters, where yeah. she kind of electrocutes them, uh, mainly because Starscream." spoke out and classic star scream yeah and and, and some uh megatron kind of goes up there and goes i'll deal with this and he pretty much kicks the the robot dog's ass but Dana, then she, no. she goes you know you know the end is near you know now choose choose your form of destruction just like how ghostbusters so yeah. i'm like this is pulling so much of ghostbusters we're gonna get to ghostbusters which we eventually do but this is riveting and then she goes, it is done, the choice is made. And of course, he's like, choice? What choice? I didn't choose. Well, of course, Starstreams. <laughs> yeah. What? Nothing. I didn't, I swear I didn't pick anything. So his is a giant Starscream. Oh, gosh. That then destroys. <laughs> With a necklace of robot heads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is the form of their, their destruction. And then I just love this one. I am giving away the first couple pages, but then this one just blank page with just some writing. Cybertron was destroyed. We ran out of the Decepticons <laughs> who called it home. It's like okay. Well, now what? Now on to the story. Yeah. Like we ran out of money and we couldn't uh, <laughs> just show the destruction yeah. of a planet. But if you can imagine, and here's our starter board. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this, uh, and so like I said, this isn't um, this is a separate universe than what the Transformers uh, is going on. Like old school Transformers. And oh, this is totally like, G1 oh my God. looking. I'm looking at like boxy Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, boxy chest. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, and Bumblebee. I like this Ectotron guy who one of the things to know about Transformers than comic books is that they, when they go to different planets, they will scan vehicles there and then turn into that. Which is what ends up happening with <coughs> X, which he doesn't like being called X E C K S because I don't know why he just doesn't like. He's like, you know my name, but he goes to check out this world, and while doing so, whatever hap- <laughs> happened with the Ghostbusters Ecto One fell into a crater. He scans it. Now he's going to be that. Gotcha. They're obviously fighting ghosts. Uh, one of the other great funny things is when obviously the destruction of Cybertron. They were like trying to say quick send out a signal. I thought this was a signal, but then when when the Ghostbusters actually trap <laughs> Starscream, it's, yeah. it's the ghost of Starscream that gets trapped within the containment unit. Uh, so ult- ultimately, the Transformer uh, Ectotron does reveal himself at the end. But like I said, I don't know where this is going, if this is going to be then... Ghosts uh, from Cybertron haunting... <coughs> yeah. And, and how, what that's going to do, if Megatron finds some big ghost on, in the world. 
all I know is I was hyped within the first couple of pages, and I'm now left wanting more. Like, yeah. it was definitely a setup because it didn't explain a lot. What's the release frequency on it? How often? I think uh, once a... I don't know. Probably once a month. They'll probably milk it, but... Then again, sometimes with these series, it's once every two weeks, so... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And those are my books. Now, one of the things... This kind of goes into some news... Already explained about that uh, Ectotron Transformer that's going to be at San Diego Comic Con. So they just released another um, one, which is pretty much a re-release of Optimus Prime. But in Ghostbusters style. Yes. And like I said, it's the straight up what he looks like uh, or his mold. But what I really like about it is, I think it's a, yeah, he's Ecto-35. But I love the packaging that it comes in. The box comes with straps, and it can turn into, like, a cardboard mm. pro, pro, uh, yeah, proton pack. What oh. we all need is more trash we can wear. Yes. <laughs> you know I need it. <laughs> As I'm looking at, like, the 20 empty loot crate boxes around this house. <laughs> yep, yep. Wait, isn't that one right there? Oh, a Transformer a box? A Transformer trailer box, yeah. 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 Perfect. Your Combat backpack box. could go right there, right next to it. And there's the, the top, yep. Oh. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> and there's so much empty space on the shelf, you just fill it right in. <laughs> Other news from... Uh, which con is it? It's got uh, D&D are showing up to... Uh, oh, San Diego Comic Con? San Diego, they're showing up to be on the panel for the... Uh, Game of Thrones. See, why'd you bring this up? I'm not allowed to talk about <laughs> Game of Thrones at all. But since you brought it up, that uh, was also there. The yeah, they originally weren't uh, going to appear with all the backlash, and now they are. There's people online that are trying to tell the internet to settle down. Yeah, let know. it go, people. But at the same point, they deserve to know no, how much they fucked up. Nobody deserves to know anything. I think <laughs> I completely couldn't care less about their explanations. It was just bad writing, so that's the explanation. But I do think it's going to be interesting. Not the Game of Thrones fans who are going to be there. It's going to be all the Star Wars fans who are going to be there asking questions about. Well, they don't want them to fuck up Star Wars. I don't want them to fuck up Star Wars. They're going to fuck up Star Wars. There's people who already think Star Wars has been fucked up, so I don't. That's true. I mean, maybe two fuck ups will make a right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you take two rights and then you're back to where you needed to be. Yes. Two rights make a three. Yeah, I was going to say it's two rights make a U turn. Three. Yeah, I hope uh, they get booed to shit and Aww. fuck anyone else that says to be civil. It's a television it, show. Right? We'd just, we'd just be subverting expectations. <laughs> I mean, if you guys see... D&T kind of forgot that they uh, sucked at writing and that people were pissed and upset. If you see a riot at San Diego Comic-Con, look for Tony out in the front Tony starting can't it. afford to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Freedom! <laughs> I'm going to be out there. He'll get, he'll get the internet to pay him and be like, I plan to start a riot. Here's my GoFundMe to pay for my ticket to get out to San Diego Comic-Con. Can't guarantee a riot, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get a text message. Uh, I'm in money prison. For bail. <laughs> Set up another GoFundMe for my bail money. <laughs> and I'm also, like, the FBI no, will be calling you. You deserve this. 
I look forward to hearing about your riding in the news, Tony. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of sad. It looks like Avengers might not beat out Avatar. They are about $26 million short of their overall does the uh, box office. Does the extended... <clears throat> the release with the extended uh, extra minutes count as... Yeah, yes, it does. Then so they're gonna they're gonna keep on. Gonna, no, uh, no, because that's what they're kind of projecting. You look at the first weekend, and if that was sustainable enough to get any more money. Now all I heard was no, they no, have, no, no. I just pessimist, yes. optimist. Uh. They have already beaten Avatar's initial run with their initial run, which <clears> pretty <throat> much just what ended then last week with them then re-releasing. Yeah. So now it goes into the re-release, and they only made about an extra five million this weekend. So when you look at that, if they would have made like twenty million, they could say, "Oh, next weekend maybe it's going to drop off drastically, but maybe we can get that five million more, and we'd be close enough, and they'd push it that way." But, well, but summer stuff, you know, summer stuff going on. Well, that's the, that's the point. They yeah. they probably won't be able to get that, especially with Spider Man coming out this mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, they don't want to. Um, they don't want to spoil potential Spider Man money. I mean, it's great well, that they could think... win the get the record, but I think that. You can exhaust. Well, the writing's on the raw. They won't be taking that money yeah. away from Spider-Man. They've and most people have come out and said the extra features that they released with wasn't worth going back and seeing. Mm-hmm. Now, I was told that there's a uh, Stan Lee tribute and uh, a deleted scene that I think might be the Stan Lee tribute. Um, I know my boss's uh, friend went and saw it, so that's how I got this information of what was in there. I still plan on seeing it again because I haven't seen it a second time. But I feel like most people probably already have. Now, the thing that Avatar had for itself going to get this giant box office hit was the time it was released in wintertime where there wasn't competition, so they could have it extended in theaters, being in IMAX a lot longer, pulling in more money, as well as when they re-released it. They re-released it again about a year later, Mm -hmm. not a week or two later. Yeah. Now, Avengers could re-release again at some point and then eventually get the, you know... Sure. Well, I think it's nice that they have the movie there for people who want to go see the new movie, uh, the new Spider-Man movie, uh, available in case they haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Because you do want to watch them in sequence. Yeah, it's but possible. it's just not going to be possible for the numbers-wise for them to make up that much. I don't, I don't see it happening. Sad to say... And they'll probably re-release Avatar in theaters when the new Avatar comes out. That's so true then too. that's just going to add to Avatar's theatrical run. They would mm-hmm. do that. I mean, every time a new Marvel movies come out, they put all the other ones in theaters so you can what? go power watch yeah. them. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Does and that count like those marathon runs? Does that count towards any, each of those movies? Any money that you spend you in a theater? The, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they, I know. <laughs> They did that at Celebration here. They did the full 21 movie marathon yeah. across like three, two or three days. Wow. To that you would buy like one ticket. It's like a hundred something bucks, and then you can watch all the movies and then watch Endgame. Right. So nice. So I have I'll, a job though, so I can't. <laughs> yeah. Also, like Dark. you can't pause that because what if you have to pee? Like that's the benefit of watching them again in your own home. You can stop to eat and pee and not miss anything. Eating's for the week. <laughs> Dark Phoenix is also being pulled from theaters. Yes. Bye bye. What? Yeah. That was a quick. Uh, oh no. 
Yeah, totally did not see that coming at all. Trash. I, I'm Heath crying right movie. now. You can't see the tears or any of the signs of crying, but <laughs> I am. So it's it's as of now, it has earned just over sixty million. It's too much domestically. <laughs> no, in 172 world and yeah. international worldwide, <clears throat> but that's still yeah. That's just coming close to how much it production Good. production was like 200 million, and that's not. Wow. On advertising and stuff. <laughs> oof. Major oof. Uh, it's terrible. Terrible. I feel, I feel bad because obviously that's my favorite character. One of them. But It's not your fault. It's No, I, I want it to do well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want the... I wanted it to succeed. I mean, that, that was like one of the... Well, right? yeah, who, no one wants stuff to not be good. It's just sometimes some we, we're <laughs> well. No, it's just sometimes we can give over that optimistic bias and actually call a piece of shit a piece of shit, like yeah. season eight mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least most of us can. <laughs> but I just don't one's... have my panties in a bunch about it constantly. You just haven't invested what Tony's you invested. Should, yeah. You should get that surgery done to get those. That shit out of your ass, like <laughs> use the leaf blower or something. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you started wearing kilts, you wouldn't have that problem, Tony. <laughs> and good news, though, because uh, Tony's all this bad news. Uh, good news is that we're seeing Spider-Man on Wednesday. We're gonna be going seven forty-five, so we'll have uh, we'll be able to spoil everything next Sunday. I'm looking right. forward to it. Possibly. Yes, possibly. We're not gonna. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> now security carry me out. Spider-Man kills. <laughs> I saw uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, he was doing a review on it. He said that the mid-credit scenes. He goes changes everything. Hmm. I heard and, it was a. There's an introduction of Norman Osborn. That's oh. the rumor I heard. Oh well, if that's it, then that doesn't change everything. I but I. I have a feeling that he doesn't just have hyperboil. Well, actually, he does have hyperboil a lot on some things. I don't know. I just feel like I'm taking it as if it's. What, what was that word you just said? Hyperboil? Hyperbole? What? Hyperbole? Yeah. Hyperbole. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> An exaggeration of the facts. Is yes. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Oh. Hyperboil is a like... medical condition. <laughs> Where you get boils, but they aggressively explode onto your na- neighbors, yes. Hyperbably. Hyperbly. Hyperpop, probably. <laughs> hip, hip, hip hop. Anonymous. <laughs> My lyrics are bottomless. Uh, Kevin yes. Smith is a, the ultimate fanboy. He loves almost everything. Yeah, it's so true. yes. But I. That's <laughs> what you were trying I to can't say. Wait. Yeah. It changes Fuck you, what do you have for some news this week? Uh, so, with the, with the uh, DC getting rid of Vertigo, uh, it's been announced now that Joe Hill is going to be doing a pop-up line for DC of horror comics called uh, Hill House Comics, which is cool. Joe Hill's cool. He does horror. He's Stephen King's son. He did Lock and Key, which was super awesome. He's writing a couple of them. There's a bunch of other people writing them. But it's a pop-up line, so it's literally going to be here. They're going to do a bunch of comics, and they're going to leave. So my question is this. Why get rid of Vertigo if you're just going to do these pop-up lines? Again, that's what. yeah, I don't know. These are all going to be coming out of the DC Black Label because it's adult. Right. But it's... 
Hill House comics. Yes, I don't understand why. Like the the names of the books: Basket uh, Basket Full of Heads, The Doll House, The Lolo Woods, Plunge. If there's another one, um, and Daphne Barn. Those are the books that are coming out. Like I said, they're all going to be a uh, couple issues, probably right. most five parters, four parters. Right. Yeah, and then he's got like here and gone. So to me, that sounds like a marketing technique, right? If a book comes out from Vertigo, you can ignore it and maybe maybe not market it as uh, as easily as you can do a pop up line. Like, something that's going to be here. You know, like, when you go to some place and there's a line to get in and that just makes you want to go, make sure you go there at some point in time and eat or dance or whatever fucking establishment you're trying to get into. So, like, if you have a very limited time in which you can get these comics or it's a short run, does that make it more enticing to you for you to want to read them? I don't even think, though, that's, that's the point of it, though, because even if it was Vertigo and it was a couple books coming out from... Joe Hill yeah. that were limited edition. It's the name of the publisher. I don't I don't get it. But that's... I, I would say that I think the concept of a the pop up and finish a story is appealing. Well sure. I l- always love that the story actually gets finished. I know a lot of people are like, I want more, but I'm like, listen, this is how you get shows that get canceled this is how you get series that get canceled without conclusions so i'll take the conclusion but again we can have conclusions yeah <laughs> <after Vertigo. laughs> you can conclude a vertigo comic that's fine yeah. oh, there's been plenty of comics that have concluded in vertigo so it's just an interesting move i thought for them to completely cancel one of their lines and then be like but we're kind of still doing it it seems almost here. purely like marketing, like somebody <clears throat> in marketing had an idea and they're like, yeah, let's go with it. And then yeah. everyone else is just like, but why? Yeah. I feel like DC does have that one person who comes up with those ideas. It's someone <laughs> important's nephew <laughs> where they're like, oh, my nephew loves comics. I'm just like the CFO, so I don't really know what's going on. But he loves comics and he said we should do this. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear about the alien play that they yes. did a couple months ago. I think we talked about it here in on the Jersey show. Jersey or something. Yeah. yeah. And Sigourney Weaver even showed up and sure. watched it and it was awesome. So I love that creativity of having big production movies or other things and them doing it on stages for high schoolers. Well, Marvel has come out with Marvel Spotlight, which is intended for one-act plays for high school productions. So... Some of the first ones that are coming out is going to start Thor and Loki. Uh, there's going to be a Squirrel Girl the, one and a Miss Marvel. From, is it the play from Ragnarok? I doubt it's, I doubt it's that play. <laughs> that would be awesome. I didn't do it for you. No, it revolves around them being teenagers, so probably some uh, young uh, mischief hijinks. Um, Squirrel Girl, he said? There's a Squirrel Girl one and a Miss Marvel for the first uh, round that is coming out. So huh. it's kind of cool that we can see... or. Certain places will be able to get these to then. It's nothing like taking fun. the theater geek and elevating them to a whole new level of geekdom. <laughs> oh, <yes. Yep. laughs> well, maybe it'll get some more people to come see theater because you have a lot of closeted comic book people, but they don't always go to theater, which they should because theater is all good. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bonnie Weaver's there. Yeah. That's right. Big nerd. Yeah, she's yeah she's going to all of them, even the stuff I mean, that she didn't start. Spider Man Into the Dark did so well on this stage. I don't know why they haven't done this before. 
It was. It didn't do well. It was a train didn't wreck. Didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh wait, is that the, this the is a full-on yeah. musical? Yeah. They didn't. That had so many things riddled wrong yeah, with people it. People kept getting injured and stuff. Why, why didn't they mention that into um, into the multiverse? Oh, they should have. They should have referenced that whole That'd musical cool. part of it. it <laughs> they should amazing. have a Peter scene. Parker trying to get through the portal, but then just his arm gets chopped <laughs> off. <laughs> By the way, that's now on Netflix. Uh, oh, Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yep. everyone should definitely check that out. Yes. I definitely want to uh, see that. I saw something about... Have you not seen it yet? No, I have. Oh, okay. I was saying everyone should watch it. Right. I don't know what I just said. Okay. I definitely want to see it. We're all clear that Tony oh. doesn't know what he just said. Again. Oh, I, I didn't get to finish that sentence. I want to see it again. <laughs> okay. Okay. My brother let me borrow it the other week, so I saw it then. Uh, finally, I didn't see it for a good six months. We but. did have a showing at the movies on Monroe uh, as yep. well. They did Spider Into the Spider Verse. Yep. So, so I, I had heard something, and I just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on it. They want to do not any movie productions, but you know how people start the rumors and everything up into the Batman universe. Mm. Into the Batverse? Yeah. What? Like a Batman version. Of yeah. Multiverse. Where there's different. And sure. at first I was like, this is stupid. This is copying. And no one wants to fucking see that. But then I started thinking, there's a couple different Batman and how they acted in their personas. I don't know. I might want to maybe. There's a lot of different Batman. Yes. I just don't. Here's the thing. And movies aside, like live action, DC animated is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. pretty, fairly universally, I think DC Animated kills it. But I have never, I've seen, like, they've done some funny, like, their Green Lantern character is very humorous and very timely and where his humor is at. But I don't know that they could land something like Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, even with, like, weird, goofy Batman. Well, that's the thing. Don't even look at it as that. Just look at it in, even if it's just comic book form, not even being a cartoon, though. A, a situation where. There's a Joker hunting Batman over the multiverse, and so they all need to go to one. Sure. I can see that conceptually. I can see somehow Yeah. maybe he teams up with Luther to make a time interdimensional portal, and we have a giant bald guy Isn't like Pinkman. kind of what they're doing in the Batman Who Laughs and Metal? Isn't that a similar thing? Kind of, yeah. Bit. Yeah. I feel bit. like it's not as proper, though, because they don't get to all team up as, sure. like, the different Batman and have them all being like, I have the right plan. No, I have the right plan. There was a... <laughs> Everyone pulls out of Manila folders. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember whether it was a Justice League episode or a Batman Brave and the Bold, but they did do one where the multiple Batmen got together. Oh, really? The it might be Brave and the Bold, because I, I was thinking of that as yeah. well. That show is awesome. It is. Incre- and I love its basically monster of the week style yeah. so you've got <laughs> yep. one maybe two a double episode of who am i fighting this week and it's always batman just exhausted at the fact that he has to keep fighting these villains over and over again i love the attitude they give the character yeah so that was a good one well here's another thought theory for you guys because it's going to happen within the arrowverse on cw a crisis on infinite earths where they're going to have all the crossovers happen mm-hmm. and it's going to be a five part where sure. it's going to be one of each it's supposed to debut during between the different seasons uh, winter time of next year so i was starting to think of that's awesome that they're doing a crisis on mm-hmm. infinite earth but these are the tv shows not as many people watch those as the giant movies 
what if DC starts just doing a bunch of different movies, not set in the same universe, Yeah. but they then have a crisis to bring it all together? Sure. That is their end game. Like at the end of some, like a Batman series where it's just Batman, maybe they reference a Superman, but they don't need to keep shoehorning everyone in. Right. I honestly so feel... So you think they just did that too soon, basically, with Justice League? Because, I mean, that's oh, kind of how they just, started. That's, they thought yeah. that they could just... Do it Yeah, right the away. opposite of well, Marvel and... No, I mean, Marvel did Avengers pretty soon. In but they the, also established the three yeah. main characters and everyone else. Yeah. So they and did. they had multiple movies before that. Right. They introduced... I think that was the problem, is that Avengers didn't necessarily introduce a character. It used existing characters. It might have introduced, like, a villain, you mm-hmm. know, where we first saw But there were still, like, six like movies before the first yeah, Avengers. Every character got their movie where... Except Black Widow. Except Black Widow. <laughs> Technically, her prequel's gonna happen before that, so kind of, in timeline-wise, happens before. <laughs> but you had, I mean, Aquaman was introduced and came out after. after. Yeah. And then... And Flash hasn't even gotten his yet. Yeah. Or, well, that's what DC... Coming yeah. from Warner Brothers, they just don't know what the fuck right. they're doing. They just think they can cash it in and get the demographics. But I think if they just kind of had a right. So I I I read Crisis on Infinite Earths and Infinite Crisis, which was the sequel to that. Um, and they're they're very good and they're very convoluted. So they would really like Warner Brothers would really have to step their game. But that's the thing. Don't follow exactly what happened in the comic. You don't need to hit all those things. Just know that well, right. there are multiple universes that I, are coming together, and you need to save the day. I still think Warner Brothers would have to step over their game a, well, little, a little bit, a lot of bit, to to be fair. But I think uh, that's the one that thing that they could do to come anywhere close yeah. to Avengers. But that would also have to be the long game. They're setting this up for like right. five to seven years later. We're just going to make these awesome Aquaman movies set in their own kind of world. And then when you find out, oh, some of them share the same world, but the reasons why these were a little bit different and didn't introduce Superman is because there wasn't a Superman in this world. But they're multiple universes. Sure. So where Marvel just created the multiverse, DC just jumps yeah. into the multiverse and then collides them and brings them together. That's my thought. I think that that can be successful purely for the fact that some of my favorite Marvel movies were where the only connection to the overall plot was the credit scene. Sure. So Ragnarok. Right. It's just like a buddy cop film. Oh, God, it is I incredible. I, I mean, it's I mean, fair from at least people I talk to, that's one of the more preferred movies, and it has absolutely no connection to the movies except uh, here's a Quinjet that came from the movie okay we'll give you a little hologram picture of how he got there mm-hmm. and then uh, credit scene other than that it's completely self-enclosed all the characters are interacting and you don't feel uh, I mean Guardians of the Galaxy first one I mean yes it has the stone and stuff like that but the stone was enclosed within the story and right. I think that if DC stops trying to look at that connected I think they could do a lot better I, I, I think well Marvel really <sighs> hit hit it with the non-main characters, right? That they took a big leap with Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. hoping that people wouldn't be disinterested in these characters they know nothing about. Uh, And I think that DC has found a lot of success in their non-movie properties by going after these non- the non-big three characters, and perhaps that's what they should focus on, (laughs) is going after these these B-list characters. They're way more interesting, because you don't know their stories. I think everyone knows the Batman story. Everyone knows the Superman story. Mm-hmm. 
You just fucking keep telling it over and over and over again. Yeah, but it was totally unfair to, like, here's, you know, Man of Steel, right? Right. And barely hit on the origin of the right. whole thing, right? Like, it kind of did, right? It is enough. A little but, bit. But, like, then here's, here's, here's that guy <laughs> you just met <laughs> versus this dude you've never met. Batman and right. without a origin story for that like yeah. oh, just because Christopher Nolan just did it it's okay I think you look at uh, Spider-Man they didn't go through the Uncle Ben again right we, I mean one we don't need to go through Uncle Ben again uh, we don't all need to see Ben die we know he dies and they can just throw in uh, three lines of dialogue to reference I thought he just went out to get cigarettes no Tony <laughs> Tony <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into the rice aisle. <laughs> but, I, you know, it could be successful. It's totally something they could explore with their television shows, too, on mm-hmm. their streaming service, if they wanted to start there. One of the many streaming services now. Yeah. I don't know which ones I'm going to pick. All of them. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't watch, like, daytime television or, like, primetime, like... Office era uh, age stuff, and so I don't have to worry about like CBS or Hulu. But Disney's probably gonna have to be bought. Yeah, I mean with all that stuff there and all the shows they're coming out with. Yeah, and I broke down and got the DC one. It's pretty good. DC Universe is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. The the biggest selling point to me, and I hope Marvel does or Disney does this with their Marvel stuff, is you can literally read the all the back content of their comic books. Ah. by getting this. So not only are you getting their shows and the movies and all the animated stuff, but you're also getting comics. You don't get anything from the past six months, but everything after that you get. And so you can just fucking read all of their comics. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. So. It's okay. It's just money. I'll just burn it, whatever. <laughs> if, I don't need to, somewhere to live as long as I've got comics. I'll just go to the library. You can make a, like a, buy. make a, House out of the comics. Oh yeah, Tony's working on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, almost there. He replaced his gutters. Out comics of like and toys. Boxes of comics like Minecraft or something. Yeah, <laughs> just, they're just boxes. Just hope to All God it doesn't it rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got plastic covers, so we should be fine. Oh, uh, who has booze in a book? Because I don't. Well, I have a book and some booze. So Uh, So, the book this week is Batman Damned, which you also read, Tony. It's the conclusion of the series, which I appreciate it only being three parts because well, I mean, there's a lot of story in each book. These are what fifty pages or so, so it's technically two books in one, so it's six, which is a good size run. I don't know that they could have gone any further in this book, and and it been just as good like it's too yeah. intense i think for it to go further the longer you try to take the story the more confusing i think well, it would get exactly I, I couldn't see another 50 pages but obviously too with having the go ahead to have a few more a few less in each issue they they knew right where they needed to make some cuts to make it three books to make it yeah inclusive of the story art in this as always on point fan fuck fantastic so good and and basically, the conclusion of this story has to do with uh, where it started, which was Batman on a bridge, maybe pushing it a little too far than what he normally would with the Joker, and coming all the way back around full circle to the end, where Batman kind of has to decide whether or not what he did was wrong, basically, and how to 
rectify that, even though we can all collectively agree that Joker is a terrible person and any rational person probably would have just murdered him a long time ago and Batman mm-hmm. for some reason can't. Well, we all he know needs why. Him. Can I say the, the beginning of this? The like, swamp? I didn't know how he was going to get out when oh. he was trapped. And yeah. I was thinking, that's probably one of my biggest fears, being buried alive, like, in a casket, just knowing that you can barely move and yep. you're just going to die with then when your breath you're goes out. suffocate, yep. Yeah. How terrible that would be. And then I was quite surprised who saved him. Yeah. I thought that was, like, Poison Ivy or something. It all made sense once you saw yeah. the big two-page spread, though. Again, so artfully done. My actually, my favorite part of the art in these books is like the first couple pages. It shows Batman's rib cage, and kind of while well, you don't even know that it's a rib cage, really, you see a bat, and then the bat unfolds, and it's a heart. It's like Batman's heart. So it's just fucking poetic, <laughs> kind of. Um, anyway, really That's good a, series. The serious medical condition, bat heart. It. I mean. Your heart becomes bats. <laughs> Enlarged bad heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm pairing this this week with La Fin du Monde, which is a great Belgian beer from Unibrow, um, meaning the end of the world. Mm. And the end of this book definitely is the end of someone's world. So uh, plus, if you guys haven't had La Fin du Monde yet, it's super good. Super duper good. And 8.7%. Mm-hmm. So it's you nice and toasty. Gives so, you a warm feeling at the end of this very not warm feeling kind of book. Yeah. Hmm. So. Anything else you guys got to talk about? I can talk about gardening. I, whatever you want to talk about. We can go forever, <laughs> Talk about going to a uh, car wash. Yeah. recording that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess then stay thirsty for uh, blowing up. Pieces of America. As Harry Potter, specifically.